It's Dr. Stu's Podcast at drstuespodcast.com. Thanks for joining us. It's Dr. Stu with Brian Whitman. It is. Yes, we are here once again for podcast number 90. Yes, and we're we're in in a cantankerous mood today. Well, you know, we... uh, It's the heat. It's the heat. I think it's the heat, the Southern California heat. Sometimes, although we have a great air-conditioned studio, thanks to our great producer, the great Randy Wang. Thank you very much. And we've got, uh, we're living in the lap of luxury here. <laughs> I have no idea what my team does. All right, but here's the deal. You might have seen the, and, and, I, and I connect this to Dr. Stu, because you, doing the home deliveries, catching the babies, you got to get from, sometimes I talk to you and you're like, I got to get five hours. I got to get up there to catch that baby. Hey, Brian, you know what? I just did a delivery with, I hate to say that, I assisted a woman with a delivery, I got to correct myself, got to use the proper terminology here, with uh, my colleague Beth Cannon, my midwife friend who's been on the podcast before. I remember Beth. We had to drive to Carlsbad, oh. and we went three times in one week, and we went two weeks before that for the home visit, so in a two-week period of time, we drove back and forth to San Diego four times. It's essentially a thousand miles. Okay. In in uh, in review on a scale of one to ten, ten being a horror show, one being just a walk in the park. What number grade would you give to the traffic situation? We were very lucky. We were very lucky. I have my I have my uh, L.A. fast track, so on the one ten and stuff, I can take the uh, uh, the toll road. The, the toll roads, right? But uh, you know, there was one day coming back where it took a really long time to come back. And then one time we were coming back, and for some reason they had the immigration station up at uh, at uh, Pendleton Camp Pendleton Air Base, so that slowed everything down. Right, and you're obviously base you obviously look very Mexican American. Well, it didn't matter. I got caught up in the traffic anyway. Yeah, you got caught up in the traffic. Well, right. here's here's the thing: Jerry Brown and the uh, some of the kooks up in California, the state legislature, who generally I like some of these kooks. You know, I I generally compared these kooks compared to their their alternatives. I like these kooks better. And I'll tell you why. Well, you'd, you'd hide very well amongst them. He wouldn't be able to find you. Yeah. Well, Jerry, thank you. <laughs> Jerry Brown is promoting. Now, follow this. And then I'm going to take you behind the headline. And By and the way, before we get on to this, I just want to say that you know, we have listeners all over the world. But California considers itself like ahead of the rest of the world. But if I were had a suggestion for the rest of the world... Don't follow us, okay? <laughs> it's Taxapalooza here. Yeah, don't follow what California is doing. California. We're always wrong. Right. Always. Wherever, Never been right, ever. Wherever you are in any other state or, or country or village or tribe, trust me, it ain't worse than And if you want to come here for a vacation, make sure you're vaccinated. And bring a lot of money because we ask for a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, surcharges and stuff. Everything's surcharged. So here's the deal. Governor Jerry Brown. Except w- Dr. Stu's podcast. Wants to give because it's free. Because it's free. Wants to give to the to motorists. He wants to uh, employ a $65 a year user fee. User fee is a tax. Let's, you know, we all know that. A user fee is a euphemism for a tax. So that would be $65 out of every driver in California. Now, that wouldn't be every driver. That would be every car. Every car. That's right. So some people have two cars. We have right. to pay $130. That's right. And then they want to take a lot of tax money and increase the tax money that comes out of every gallon of tax that you buy. What does Jerry Brown say? Now, this is where I take you behind the headline and let you know there's more There's more to know here. Jerry Brown says, well, this is because we want to fix the roads. No, that's not true. Lie. He might fix... Liar! He might fix a few roads, but you know what it is? It's all about getting you 
Southern Californians and Californians out of your car, taxing you out of your car, user feeing you out of your car so that eventually you give up on your dang car and say, oh, God, all right, I'll drive a unicycle or a bicycle or a tricycle to work. Could you imagine you get a call on your beeper on your beeper to go catch a baby you know my and, and you got to be on and you're on a schwinn trying to get down wilshire boulevard See, here's my t- <laughs> no can you imagine me I mean, carrying my suitcase and all my gear on the back of a you a, got the horn and the basket how about if i bike? get a segway how about if i get a segway with a with a with a tail with a cart behind it and- you need a vespa a vespa I need a Vespa with a big engine, though. Yeah, that's right. Hey, so here's my here's my conspiracy theory about stuff like that. Because first of all, being doing what I do, I drive all over LA, and I couldn't. I mean, I, you know, I pay the sixty five dollars, and you know, we already pay probably thirty percent more in gas taxes than any than any other state in Cal in the union. Because I I know that when gas here was like four ninety five a gallon, I took a picture of the thing at the gas station. I sent it to my sister in Minneapolis who sends me back a picture of gas being two sixty nine a gallon yeah. in Minneapolis. And so, well, it's coming down in Southern California. It is coming down. Yeah. We, well, now, you know, they raise it $3 and then, then they drop it a dollar and we're thrilled. It's like, it's like how, how Sacramento or Washington d- defines cutting the deficit. Oh, well, our, our, our deficit is less than it was last year. We're spending, we're, we're still spending too much money, but we're not spending as much money as we were spending last year. So that's a, that's a win. It's like, no, no, you're still spending too much money. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, they want to get us in, in bike lanes and they want to get us out of the cars. And what they don't understand is it's going to create just super traffic. And on the surface streets there off of like Wilshire and Sunset, if you live there in a neighborhood, they're going to be flooded all day well, long my way, because people my, are going to be getting off the, off the main boulevard. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be driving their bikes along in front of your, your, your house. No, my ways, my app for ways takes me on streets I never knew existed in California. Now to avoid some of the traffic, sometimes so it's like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride trying to get to so work. So let me ask you, Brian: Is this because he wants to? He hates urban sprawl. Is this because there is that? Yeah. Is this because he hates the uh, combustion engine and thinks that electric cars and well, electric cars are going to be screwed just the same. The traffic's going to be just as bad for electric cars. They're yeah, not going to make an electric he's car got, lane. He's got a thing for electric cars. He's got like a Yeah, thing. but they can't make an electric car lane. I don't think they can do that. No, but they would they could try it as much as they've tried the HLV So do you lane. think do you think that he's in the in the pocket of play, things like the bus and you Bus drivers and, no. you, and taxi cab drivers? I don't think he's in the pocket. I think for Jerry Brown, this is like a deeply ideological coming, you know, decades and decades. This is his belief. And now that he is in and has been for years in the position of sort of trying to enact this policy, he can't help himself. He's almost 80, and this could be his legacy. He can't help himself. Why anybody people, why, anybody who goes why, into why, politics why do, is egomaniacal. Why do people who want a legacy of something that, Obviously, he believes this is the, the the wave of the future. I don't doubt his intention. But, but we, again, this, like in Podcast 89, we talked about taking away the liberty of a parent to decide whether a kid should be vaccinated or not. I mean, is, is this just something in the DNA of people on the left? I mean, you're, you're a man, you're a liberal, you're not a leftist, but a, a man of the left, uh, do they believe that uh, they know best and the end does justify the means? And because we know best... We're gonna inconvenience everybody. We're gonna tax everybody. We're gonna we're gonna try to to bring everybody down to our level. 
is that just something that they do? Well, the flip side is true, my friend, because here we are in campaign time. Uh, the reverse side is true. Conservatives obviously think they know best, too. So just as conservatives bellyache, all oh, these liberals think they know what's best for us uh, on every item that conservatives bellyache that liberals think they know best. There's an item where conservatives sure think they know best. Well, but Brian, how you should live your life. But we seem to be talking about policies that come out of Sacramento which, of course, everything that comes out of Sacramento and California is left wing because there are no there are no statewide Republican office holders in California It is entirely a Petri dish for uh, left wing ideology. And we can see where it's going. The cost of living here is ridiculous. The cost of real estate here is ridiculous. The, the traffic's only gotten worse. They haven't done anything to build new, uh, new infrastructure, new supplies of water. We've had a drought here that's been around for quite some time. You talk about this on your show sometimes. Uh, you know, the environmentalists prevent us from uh, uh, building new dams or putting in new reservoirs or doing anything mm-hmm. that would help to solve this problem. Or the drought, specifically. Well, the, specifically the drought, yes. And so this whole, this whole idea of, of trying to control... The, the thing about California, when I was a kid... I looked at California as a place where dreams come true. From Minnesota, you looked at it. Correct. I grew up in Minneapolis. And when I first moved to California, it was 1982, and I was so excited to drive along PCH and to drive along Hollywood Boulevard and to see the Walk of Fame and to to see the L.A. Coliseum and these places that I had only dreamt of and you'd seen in in, uh, the Hollywood movies growing up. And their iconic locations. Yes, and what happened was it was a place where dreams can come true. And then something happened in the 40 years that I've been living or 33 years I've been living here in that it's become sort of a, a nightmare. It's become a place where, where you can't do things. You can't paint your house a certain color. You can't grow certain types of uh, trees on your property. You can't throw a Frisbee on the beach. You can't... Uh, Smoke a uh, what do you call it a a, a, An, a vape cigarette. a vapor cigarette that uh, which is just water vapor. Uh, they want to, they're going to ban chewing tobacco now at places like uh, Dodger Stadium or, or Angel Stadium. I mean, the, when does it stop? The, when does it no? They the ban what kind of bags you use, what kind of light bulbs you use, uh, wh- whether you're going to ride a bike, whether there's going to be a bike lane, whether we're going to take away this, take away that, whether you can be vac- whether you have to be vaccinated. I mean. It's insane, or you can't have a VBAC, or you can't do a breach delivery, or a midwife can't do a, uh, somebody after 42 weeks. I mean, it doesn't seem to ever go back. It never seems that something says, you know, we did this, we tried it, it was really stupid, let's take it away. Why doesn't that happen? I used to say to people when I lived in a condo and had homeowners meetings, and they would have meetings, and I was the guy who stood up and they said, okay, the, the HOA fees right now are $307. We want to make them $525. I was the one guy who stood up in the meeting and said, and it was a small building, I said, do any of the 14 of uh, other 13 of me and uh, 14 altogether, I said, do any of the other 13 homeowners here understand that if this is passed, if you vote for it, and it goes from 307 to 525, that it will never, ever, ever, no matter what they say, come back down to 307. And they passed it anyway, and it never came back to 307. No, it never does. It never goes backwards. It only, and that's why we talked in the last podcast about the incremental things that are going to come with the vaccines and then who's going to be vaccine and who's going to, and the same thing here. You know, they, they already, we already pay more gas, more gasoline than any other state in the union. All right. We pay more for our uh, relicensing of our cars pretty much than any state of the union. And remember a few years ago, they really, they wanted to triple 
the car tax. Right, and that went away. That, well, it went, went away because it was such an outcry. But th- that didn't stop them from trying to raise the tax. And since that time, they've raised the car tax. They just decided, you know what, we better raise it smaller amounts so people don't piss and whine and moan. I want to talk to you, Dr. Stu, about, uh, obviously, uh, folks listening and uh, expecting uh, moms and dads are paying attention, obviously, to the presidential race. Donald Trump is certainly dominating, but if you look at the Republican side, right behind Donald Trump is a neurosurgeon, Dr. Ben Carson. He's an African-American doctor, very critical of Obamacare and very critical of President Obama. Let me ask you, first and foremost, as a professional doctor yourself, have you ever had an occasion to meet or work with or at least make acquaintance with the neurosurgeon dr ben carson no no i would love to uh sit down and have dinner with somebody like dr ben carson at some time i bet you would right no i'm you know i know a i know a neurosurgeon or two but uh, i wouldn't vote for them for president right um, but that's not because they're neurosurgeons. It's just because all the other they're, stuff. They're right? sort of they're, they're like sort of assholes. Right. Right. Can okay. I say that? Yeah, sure. yeah I guess it's, yeah, it's a, that's a point of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. right. So, but I mean, you know, it gets me to asking out loud. This Dr. Ben Carson, he's, he is, and I've said Not it, an asshole, by the way. No, uh, but not by any means uh, have I heard that. But uh, I've said it on the radio. I'll say it here on Dr. Stu's podcast. He is, just as Herman Cain was four years ago, he is the Republican Party's affirmative action black candidate uh, for the presidency. He, they got to fill one at central casting. Yes. They need a, we need a black guy. We need a black guy who doesn't like Obama. Send him down here so we don't look racist. And here comes Dr. Ben Carson. What qualifications? By the way, by the way who's the uh, token black candidate for the Democrats this year? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, okay. Because we don't need one. Because our policies serve overwhelmingly over 90%. If you look at the polls, people who are African-American who vote for Democrats. So here's the point. The, the Dr. Ben Carson, who I guess separated Siamese twins, got to hand that to him. I don't know how you separate Siamese twins. Well, it twins. just depends where they're attached. Sometimes you can do it. Depends if they're attached to the chest or in the, in the lower body. If they're attached to the head, it's a little more difficult. Let me ask you. And this is the $64,000 question. Yes. I know you don't like to roll your fellow physicians under the bus, but is there anything about, you know, government really well, and obviously your passion, your life, your career is medicine. Is there anything about being a neurosurgeon that would qualify someone to be president of the United States? You mean qualify them more than being a community organizer? who was also a U.S. senator no, for four years. But what qualified him to become a U.S. senator? So anyway, he, was, he was elected by the people of Illinois in a statewide Illinois Senate race. That's why. This, well, this, yeah, after they were unsealed the uh, sealed documents this, of the This guy, don't, don't now, obfuscate my question. No, I'm not going to obfuscate your question, but you're saying that just because someone isn't a career politician doesn't qualify them to be commander-in-chief so what about him what about dr ben carson i'm not saying you're endorsing him what about him makes him qualified well have you ever have you listened to him speak i have okay that makes him qualified have you listened it does as you he's always down here oh like he's falling asleep he's kind of doctor that's rather that's mean no that's not mean that's what he sounds like and i do impressions for a living and he sounds like that he sounds like he's always half asleep now if i were him if i wanted to i tell you something if i wanted to jack up these american voters you know what i would have done i would have come out and i would have made dr ben carson i would have made my announcement for president on stage while performing neurosurgery, brain surgery, 
on a patient. Yeah, and but that's not his style. Well, that would have gotten attention. That would have got him a lot of you money. And he, people would have said, you know what? I can give a speech. I can talk about the economy and jobs. He's not going to compromise. But I can't do brain surgery, see, and he can. See, he's not going to compromise his values to sell himself out like Oh, of course which not. Which is one of the things that people really like about the man. I mean, he's got a great, incredible story. You know you know his story. From, Came up from poverty. In sure. Detroit, single yep. mother, uh, crime-ridden area. Very admirable. Yep. And he's, a, he's achieved a lot. He's written some books. He uh, has given some uh, really good uh, talks and speeches. Uh, I th- personally think that that the timing is right right now because people in America, for the most part, on both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, sort of realize that that the things that are going on in Washington or in Sacramento, for that instance, are 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 out of their control. That the spending is out of their control. That nothing gets nothing that they want to see happening it gets happened. That both sides are are non-responsive to the public. And what they're looking for is they're looking for somebody, they're looking for a, and whether he's soft-spoken or crazy like uh, crazy spoken like Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders, they're looking for somebody who's a John Wayne. They're looking for somebody to lead them, uh, who, who, who can inspire them. I'm gonna and the ha- thing about uh, Dr. Carson, even though he's soft-spoken, if you listen to this things, the content of what he says, okay, not to the color of his skin or the, sure. to mix Dr. Martin Luther King in here, but to the content of his character and the content of what he says, you know, he's, he's got great leadership qualities. I'm going to ask you a question. And, uh, it's and an, I would vote for him. And, uh, and you would vote for him. Yes. And that's astonishing. Would you to vote me. for Hillary over him? Uh, yes, of course. Why? Uh, let me ask you my question first. It's amazing. And it really, and I think, I think with all due respect, I know that expecting uh, mothers and, and young women who listen to Dr. Stu's podcast, uh, I'm sure a lot of them will take issue and they can email you, askdrstu at gmail.com. Do you ever, with all the, that you have done in your career, to protect women's health and the rights of women when it comes to their own health, do you at all shudder if you ever think about what a Carson, Dr. Ben Carson administration might actually look like? What his positions, his conservative positions might manifest, how that might manifest those positions and beliefs and morals and ideology might manifest itself in policy pertaining to women and their health. I, I don't I, I don't have any clue as to where you're going with this. All right. I don't. Well, what I, do you think he is? Do you think he's I mean, do are you, you just th- talking about abortion? Is that what you're talking I'm about? I'm talking about abortion. I'm talking what else is he going to talk? What else would you think? I, I think he hates Obamacare. I think he thinks Obamacare is an abomination. I agree with him 100% on that. Right. So that's probably the number one reason, right? What? You, you, your mutual opposition well, and, to Obamacare. And, and by the way, Brian, I just want you to make it, make it clear to the listeners that, that I love you dearly, but you're the one that brought up his race. To me, his race doesn't matter. And you're saying his he's, race a, absolutely he's a token Republican, he's a, his race black ha- person. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, don't even, I wouldn't even consider him that. I'm not mad at you either. But you brought that up that's a, because Dem- what Democrats no, do no. is they... Is they they put people into little categories. No, nope, no, nope, and not, they pit them against each other. That's I'm what not, they do. I'm not mad at you. White versus black. I'm not male mad. versus female. I'm, tell me when you're done. I'm done. I'm not mad. I'm at you. I'm never done. I'm not mad at you, and I love you a lot too. But there's one thing I know, and it's politics. And there's no doubt about it. Doctor Ben Carson is the just like Herman Cain was. He is the affirmative action black conservative Republican candidate. Lately, there's one every cycle who challenges. Uh, uh, President uh, Obama or challenges 
uh, the Democratic candidate, and uh, you'll see it next time. And there, and there have been others. Uh, who so if there were two, that would, would, this, would that be to, okay? To say that Dr. Ben Carson's race is irrelevant to his rise and surge in the polls is just foolhardy and 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 doesn't understand politics. Well, if he's rising also, in the Republican also, polls, then, also but the suggest, Republicans are terribly racist, aren't if, they? If, if so I, if I so might, why are eighteen percent of them voting because for him? Because he's because he's a black guy who thinks like a white guy. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. and you know what I'm saying so, is true. To my listeners, by the way, Brian is really a good guy, so don't take this the wrong way when he it's says stuff like that. It's the truth. How do you know the truth? It's the truth as I Did see it. Did you interview it. the people that voted no, for him? it's the truth as I see it. And by the way, you for, think I'm voting for him because he's a black guy? And that, furthermore, there are you a lot think of, that I like him because he's a black guy that and, sounds like a white guy. And furthermore, and what does a white guy sound like? By and, the way, Bernie Sanders is a white guy. Does he sound like uh, and furthermore, ben Carson? There are a lot of women voting for Hillary Clinton and Carly Fiorina because they're females. Carly Fiorina is only on that stage because she's a woman. Hillary. Well, Clinton, she can't even get on the stage. But you're yeah, right. well, I think now she's going to get on that stage. But whether it's whether it's uh, racial politics or she's gen- an accomplished woman. Whether it's uh, she is whether right. it's whether it's racial politics or gender politics and dr ben carson is accomplished doctor i don't think that he has anything on his resume that suggests brian, that he's prepared brian, for the presidency you're, you're not saying and that, to lead the free world you're not saying that change isn't inevitable in certain things and listen when i went to medical school 80 percent of the people in medical school were male now over 50 percent are female so wait five years from now 10 years from now there may be five women on the Republican stage. There may be three black people on the Republican stage. Is is that is, are they all going to be tokens? It's a ama- no. It's just amazing to me. By the way, do you watch South Park? By the way, uh, very rarely. Oh, you know the, you know what the, the black kid? There's one black kid on the whole South Park show. You know what his name is? Kenny. No, token. Oh, that's right. That's why <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Token, kid. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, these candidates, and I mean all of them. Here's what's odd to me, and you go down the list. Whether it's uh, Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina, Donald Trump, these people have never run for mayor. They haven't run for city council. They well, have. Carly Fiorina has. Run, Carly Fiorina has run for office for, for U.S. Senate, she lost, and and right. she got her clock cleaned. Well, by she Bar- ran as a Republican Bar- in California. Yeah, she expect? got her clock cleaned by Barbara Boxer, and and just like politics, like radio, people fail up. They get their clock cleaned, and they get their butt handed to them, and then they suddenly think they should be president. What kind of world? Like if I like, got be like like Hillary Clinton did in the in the primary in two thousand and eight. Well, well, she she went on to be Secretary of State, and she got a lot of well, votes. That's not elected, and and she got a lot of votes, and she came back, and she was a very close. If you're comparing Hillary Clinton's performance to Barack Obama, no, you just said to she, to the to Carly Fiorina. No, you just said somebody who got clocked. Com- she got clocked. She got she didn't get clocked. She got very closely defeated. She I, got very closely I, defeated I think by she Barack. Got Obama. Clocked. Here's the point. <laughs> And here's my final one man's closely defeated is another man's clock. That's right. My point on this, my dear friend who I love, is this. Do the or I should say one woman's closely defeated is another woman's clock running for president (laughs) should not be the first thing you do in your life. So whether you are well, it's t- not well, well, hold on. You're saying the first political thing you do in your life, whether you are or the first kind of one of the first because things because ben Carson the, is, be, because, is very accomplished because the president not in politics or government. No. So he needs to go be a congressman and learn Why? government and learn the ins and outs of how government works, because it is an art and then come back and run for president. If he actually makes people happy and surprises some people, Dwight Eisenhower wasn't a politician. He was a general. That was a different time in American history. You, you know that, you right. know that yes. George Washington was a general and that was a different time. 
So, yes. I mean, it's just like, you know, these guys, this is unbelievable. You know, it's all they want to do is run for president, lose big time, and then write their book, or even worse, get a god-awful radio show that America has so, to listen to that stinks to high By heaven. the way, I just want my listeners to know that Brian Whitman isn't here today, but cynical Brian Whitman is here today. <laughs> it's, Not, like that, it's like that commercial for DirecTV where you have <laughs> tall Randy Moss yes, and short I, Randy Moss. I'm you know? just telling you what I believe, and I've always, throughout 30 years in this business i have always said to people what i believe i say what i believe yeah but what you believe doesn't make it true now, of course it doesn't but you just said you know you know what these people are thinking but, but as in my opinion i think <laughs> it's true go. okay in my opinion i think it's true i have no anecdotal so your, your opinion is like the opinion of like the american college of OBGYN when they say something that's their opinion and not based on science and then everybody reacts to it as if it's based on science we should all react to you based on the fact that Brian Whitman's opinion is, and therefore, I'm telling Mr. Carson, Mr. Carson, you need to get out of the race right now because Brian Whitman says you have no business being in the race. No, stay in the race, you'll lose. And then after you lose, you'll get a nice book deal or maybe a wretched radio show, which you don't deserve. And and that's what we'll come No, you know you. what? He'll get a cabinet position and, and President Trump. No, he Trump, won't. No, President he won't. Because uh, Donald Trump ain't going to be the next president <laughs> of the United States. What, Bernie Sanders is? No, probably Hillary Clinton yeah. or Jeb Bush. Because the London odds yep. makers, where there's real money involved, still have Jeb Bush as the favorite to get the nomination. Fine, that's fine, that's fine. And he is a hack, and you know it. I'm not a Jeb Bush fan, but I would certainly vote for uh, Ben Carson. I know you will. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah, I got, we got to have a token black in the uh, White House. Yeah, it's about time. Yes, we, isn't need, it? we need a black person in the White House. What personally benefits you more if you have Hillary in the White House or Trump or uh, who can you do the best impression of? <laughs> well, I like doing Trump because, you know, everything is 100 and nothing's 100 percent. Everything's 200 percent. You know, I really do believe that The Apprentice, I mean, it's the biggest show since Friends. I mean, it's bigger than E.T. I mean, it's really unbelievable. I have the most unique visitors to my website. I mean, it really is truly the most unbelievable website you've ever seen in your entire life. Mr. Trump, you are bigger than life. I am bigger than life, and I thank you for saying that, and I'm going to prove that, and we're going to make America See, great again. And you can't now, do Hillary. No, well, I can't do it. Have you want been working to. on a jab? Uh, no. But you did W so well, and you do the dad so well. Yeah, I'll learn. You know, so, you know, but they but they all sound like they come from a different state. Like the father, <laughs> President Forty One, George Herbert Walker Bush. God bless him. He's in poor health, but he sounds he's like from Connecticut. He's like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I don't. Know, he sounds like a muppet, like you. But he's like this. Well, what we're doing there, we're drawing a line in the sand. Uh, Barbara and I, we appreciate that. Kind of a nice guy out of Connecticut. Uh, not going to ruffle any feathers. And then you got this kid who's like from down home Texas. They're not even like the same family. He's like, you don't mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you something. We're going to smoke you out, hunt you down, and bring you to justice. <laughs> and then you get Jeb, who sounds like a math teacher. You can't do him. Right? No, I don't even know these can, people. Are can, some... can you do any of the uh, Democratic candidates? I do Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders. I do him a lot. I have fun doing Bernie Sanders. That's a little Jackie Mason. It is a little. Yeah. No, Jackie Mason is more down here. And you got Jackie Mason more down here. And here's this guy. And all these guys are running for president. And Bernie Sanders is more up here. Like, what the? let's talk about income inequality. The guy wants to talk about income inequality. I want to talk about it, too. Everybody wants to talk about it. So there are variations in old Jewish guy impressions. Oh, God. It is so great to talk politics with my friend, Brad. 
Because I had an element, right? Yeah, because yeah, you, you can't do impressions of famous doctors, so it's, it's, it's right. much and better. I, the best Carson impression was, well, I separated the Siamese twins, you know, back in 1984. <laughs> That's his biggest thing, man. He sounds like he's on whatever uh, they put Michael Jackson yeah, on. He sounds like so Conrad mean. Murray. You are such a meanie. Can you check and see if Conrad Murray is is his physician? <laughs> <laughs> Tell people, I mean, some people don't know who Conrad Murray is. Yeah, he killed Michael, he Jackson. Michael Jackson. In case physician, you're wondering, right. he killed Michael Jackson. According yes. to a court, that's not me saying it, a court said it. Yeah, by the way, I, I heard he's a Democrat. He's going to run for governor when he gets out. Well, by your standards, Oh, he can't, though. He can't. He's a felon, though. Oh, darn it. I think felons, once they... Uh, well, you know what they're going to... Once Hillary Clinton's convicted of a felony, they'll change the law so that... She can still be president. Yeah, and when, okay, then charge her with something. Charge her with something, Miss hey, Hillary. If I ran the Justice Department, yeah, all right, she'd have been gone a long time. On ago. what? Yeah, okay, great, great rhetoric. On what grounds? Hey, obstructing, hey. obstructing justice. What do you mean? How? She took a cloth and she wiped her server clean. That was a joke. It was a horrible joke. I know. She can't tell a joke, by the way. Did someone tell her that, please? You know, she brought out, of course. You saw that last week. Did she bring out a dust cloth? Uh, no, she brought out the big daddy. Uh, she brought out the number one numero. She must be really desperate. She is desperate. And when she's desperate, it's like, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I love you. Yeah. And, and so, then everybody will be in Hillaryville by next week. Yeah, this is one of those podcasts where we sort of really got off the... Uh, Dr. Stu's usual theme of medical uh, medical stuff. No, but, we talked about Dr. Ben well, Carson. Well, we talked about Dr. Ben Carson. We talked He's about, in second place in some polls, Dr. In, ben in Carson. In pretty much all the polls. Yeah, I, think, I mean, right? this guy is, you know, I mean, it's no joke. Yeah, well, him, to him to have 18% or whatever he's got, out of when there's like 16 or 17 candidates, that's a lot. That is. Yeah. That really is. Jeb Bush down there at 6%. And uh, you maybe you saw his appearance on Stephen Colbert uh, several nights ago when he was on uh, CBS I did not. on the Late Show. You know, I don't so. watch Stephen Colbert. Really, don't like Stephen Colbert. Well, but you know, he's not the he's not the same Stephen Colbert. What's John Daly going to do next? You John mean, Stewart, I mean. John Stewart. I don't know what yeah. he's going to do. Okay. I saw him on TV walking the halls of Congress. Or I heard. He, I, I heard he was looking for a, a morning talk show on the radio, a morning drive here in Los Angeles. Really. <laughs> These guys think they can do I'm radio. Kidding. No, but I, I hope he does. Yeah, people, Brian got Brian got nervous there. For no, I didn't. No, I didn't get nervous. You know, I didn't get nervous. I got horrified because <laughs> these people think they can do radio, and they're all terrible. Radio is an art form. You know, just like reading news, being an anchor person is an art form. Do you think I'd ever walk over to ABC TV and say, "Hi, I'm Brian. I'm the guy on the radio." Do you think I could sit behind the anchor desk and read the news tonight? I'd never do that because I'm not qualified. You for should it. do that. But people who do the news and read read the news they have no problem calling the radio station they say hey could i go on for three or four hours tonight and do a talk show and the program directors who whore radio out say yeah 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 come down do four hours i hate that about my business yeah yeah i hate when people uh, impersonate obstetricians too i hate that too yeah they're like and and like 95 percent of them are impersonating no and it does happen days. a lot it does happen a lot right it does happen a lot if you, oh there's the music yeah there's if you want to email dr Stu, do you answer 100 percent of the emails well some of the emails don't deserve a response because they're like spam but the ones that uh, deserve a response, I answer every one of them. Yes. Did you uh, respond to the guy in Nigeria who needs a hundred million dollars by Tuesday? <laughs> no, he only needed he only need five thousand dollars from me to free up a hundred million dollars. Oh, Why don't you perfect. take my LinkedIn request? 
Oh, you sent oh. All right. So, did, I, did I not take your LinkedIn request? Oh, I know. I hurt his feelings. I don't do LinkedIn. It's askdrstu at gmail.com. Go to iTunes and register for this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next time with podcast number 91. 91. Unbelievable. going to make it to 100, and then I don't know what's going to happen. Then who knows? <laughs> Uh, All right, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. Dr. Stuart Fishbein, I'm Brian Whitman. Thanks for joining us on Dr. Stu's Podcast. 